Welcome to another podcast from Faith Baptist Church of Gulfport, Mississippi, recorded Wednesday evening, July 26, 2023. The song special for this evening's service is by Ben Nottingham singing First Things First. Tonight's sermon is preached by Pastor Dan Carr Sr. and is titled Some Great Examples. He's preaching it out of the text of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 1 to 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 to 10. We hope that tonight's message brings you closer to the will of God. Thank you for listening, and God bless. All the things that I've held dear, the vanities that whispered in my ear, what would I do if they all disappeared? Riches and fame and all that they could buy I've come to find they never satisfy What would I do if this was the price? I don't want to love what the world loves No, I don't want to chase what the world does I only want you I only want you So first things first, I seek your will not my own surrender all my wants to you keep the first things first to live your truth walk your ways set my eyes lord i fix my face on you all my desires reversed to keep the first things first i give it all my life and offering my heart is yours so have your way in me your kingdom's all i want to see no i don't want to love what the world loves no i don't want to chase what the world does i only want you i only want you so first things first i seek your will not my own surrender all my wants to you keep the first things first to live your truth walk your ways set my eyes lord i fix my face on you all my desires reversed to keep the first thing first to keep the first things first first i seek your will not my own surrender all my wants to you keep the first things first to live your truth walk your ways set my eyes lord i fix my face on you all my desires reversed to keep the first thing first things first to keep the first things first all right if you have your bibles first thessalonians chapter number one first thessalonians we're about four minutes behind that is it so we've got a lot got a lot accomplished tonight first thessalonians uh, chapter number one 
Brother Mine, I don't, of course, you've been at the hospital, so we hadn't communicated much. Uh, I think we had, the last time I looked, about 10,000 in surplus, right? Somewhere around there, missions. So I think we could give Brother Joel at least 2,000 uh, yeah. to help. So we got a business meeting there, got a witness. Yeah. Everybody agree to that? Okay, good. Not an official business meeting, but we can do that, okay? So we'll help there. If you want to give a little money on your way out, you can just put it in the box, and we'll add that uh, as well. And uh, Brother Mike Mizell, who was our mission director before Brother Nottingham, absolutely loved Brother Joel and his wife, and just 1,000% confidence and Brother Joel, and we've been supporting him for 21 years, so he was actually a Filipino that left the Philippines and went to Cambodia. Isn't that neat? I think that is just neat. God, he's not just calling missionaries from America. He's calling them from other countries. And uh, that's just, just a good thing there, okay? 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. If you're able, why don't we stand tonight? 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And you're going to like this. You're going to like what I'm about to say here. Uh, I had uh, really five points tonight, but I broke it down to two. <laughs> I don't know what's happened to my preaching in the last few weeks, but I've gotten more to say. Uh, you know, Sunday morning was a series, and uh, tonight looks like that, and I've, I've left three points off that I may come back and do next Wednesday night. I'm just not sure, okay? And, uh, but look in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 1. And look at verse 1. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and your labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. As you know what manner of man we were among you, for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were what? Examples to all that believe in Macedonia in Acheria. For unto you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia in Acheria, but also in every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. Uh, for they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Our Father, we love you. Uh, thank you for missionaries. Lord, thank you for what you've done and doing in Cambodia. Uh, God, we know a lot of places were not blessed like America. We think we had it hard. But Lord, for some countries, it was unbelievable difficult. And, Lord, for them to open back up. And, Lord, all that they endured and went through there. 
And uh, Lord, I just pray now tonight that you would help us to, to zero in. Uh, Lord, to pay attention on purpose. And God, that we would hear what you have to say. Father, we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You be seated. Uh, if you just want to jot this down, you can jot Acts 17. I believe it's verses 1 through 10 or 11, somewhere around there. But I know it's Acts 17. You'll read the story of Paul on his second missionary journey when this church was established. Uh, there's a little debate on how long Paul was there, not, not really clear. Some say the, that he was there maybe uh, no longer than three weeks. Uh, some say for a few months. We know that he left here, went to Corinth. And, uh, and when he was at Corinth, when he wrote back to this church at Thessalonica, uh, we know that he was at Corinth for a year in 18, uh, or for a year in 18 months, for a year in six months, a year and a half. And, uh, and he wrote them twice. In a good church, very good church, uh, that Paul himself established. And now he's writing to them and answering some questions and some concerns. And, you know, that great chapter 4 about the rapture. And, uh, you know, I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not. They had questions about life and death and their loved ones that had departed. And, and uh, second Thessalonians actually about, they got a little confused about what he said. And so he really kind of straighten that out. But I just want to draw your attention quickly to uh, verse 7 tonight. It says, so that uh, ye were, what, examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Acheria. So these folks are, are young Christians that got saved and they immediately begin to grow and became good examples for others. And you know, tonight you and I that are saved ought to desire to be a good example. To be a good example in our family, to our children, uh, to be a, a good example uh, to young Christians that are in the church, uh, to be a good example to our co-workers, our neighbors, uh, you and I ought to desire to be a good example. To be a good example. Now, hold your place here. We're just kind of kind of using that for a, a springboard tonight. Uh, go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 quickly tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And, and look with me. I'd like to read all of this, but just say it a little time. Verse 6, it says, Now these things uh, were our what? examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Uh, there, there's a lot of examples that God gives us in the Bible. and The, the children of Israel that left Egypt and, and uh, uh, all that they suffered and all that they went through. Uh, Paul writes here and he says to the Corinthian church, now uh, these things were our examples. Uh, look at verse 11 quickly there. Look over at verse 11. Now all these things happen unto them for what? For examples, uh, uh, and they are written for our admonition uh, upon whom the ends of the world has come. So, so when you're reading the Old Testament, you're, you're, you're reading about, you know, they're, they're leaving Egypt and, you know, they get out there in the wilderness and they don't have any water, they don't have any food. And, and all of that is written, are you with me tonight? All that is written that you and I can learn from their example. Sometimes what to do, sometimes what not to do. And in this chapter here, chapter 10, some things not to do. And if you go back and become familiar with the verses. I wasn't going to tell you this because I want to conclude if I come back next week with the greatest example of all. 
is 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 21. For even hereunto were you called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an, an example that uh, you should follow his step. The greatest example of all time is set for us by Jesus Christ. Okay? So uh, I'm going to hold the Lord for, for, for the last point if I should uh, continue uh, this thought next week. I'm just not certain, okay? Now with all of that kind of as a foundation, we're talking about examples. We see that in 1 Corinthians 10 that children of Israel left Egypt. That was it's recorded for an example for us today, okay? Now with all of that in mind, now we're going to kind of begin the message. Go to Romans chapter number 4, okay? Romans, the book of Romans. That's just a, just a kind of really brief, fast uh, foundation for uh, some great examples. That's the title, some great examples. And tonight I, I give you several that the Bible mentions specifically about being an example. And so I want to show you two if I can tonight. Uh, look at Romans chapter number 4. And again, I would love to read the whole chapter. I really would probably need to. Now, I'm going to point some things out in this chapter. But look at Romans chapter 4 and, and look at verse 20. Okay, watch this. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was what? Strong in what? In faith. Now, now stay with me. Uh, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded uh, that what he had promised, he was able also to what? To perform. And therefore, it was uh, imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone. Now, watch that. Now, it was not written for his sake alone uh, that it was imputed to him. But look at verse 24. But for what? But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord uh, from the dead. So why do we gather uh, about, you know, that, that was written talking about Abraham. You look at the chapter, it's talking about Abraham. Uh, his faith is a great example for us. And so what I'll, I'll draw your attention to, Abraham is a great example of faith. A great example, one of, the, one of the greatest men in the Bible that, that expressed faith in God is Abraham. Amen. You're going to see it, okay? And so, but, but the Bible tells us what, this is, the Bible tells us about Abraham's faith for us. You say, well, what does Abraham's faith ha has to do with, with me? Look at verse 24 again. It says, but for us. Now, verse 23, now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed, but for us also. So Abraham, this is recorded for us today. So Abraham, you know, he lived 4,000 years ago, has nothing to do with me has a lot to do with you. God records it to help you and me today in our faith. Faith is such a great key to the Christian life. We understand we're saved by faith, but we're to live the, the Christian life by faith. So here is a great example uh, of, uh, of faith. Abraham, but we can see that. So uh, I'm going to give you the outline just really fast here. Uh, number one, we see that Abraham was saved by faith. 
Look in chapter 4 and verse 1. What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof the glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for what? For, for righteousness. We understand that here at Faith Baptist Church, that, uh, that we're saved by faith, not by our works. So Abraham's a great example. People say, well, how could, how could Abraham be, in, be, be saved by faith? How could he trust Christ? Uh, uh, Jesus was not even born yet. He, you know, Abraham was uh, some 2,000 years before Christ. Uh, Abraham believed that the Messiah would come. We believe the Messiah did come. Both are by faith. Amen. Both are by faith, okay? Uh, that, that when God told Abraham through his seed, all the world, all the world would be blessed. Genesis 15. Uh, Abraham understood that God was talking about the Messiah. He, he understood that, that through his seed, all the world uh, would be blessed. And, and Abraham uh, believed that and was saved the same way you're saved and I'm saved, uh, by faith. Uh, look at verses, uh, uh, let's see here, verse number uh, uh, number five, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him, uh, that justifieth the ungodly. His faith is counted for righteousness. Do you see that? Uh, look over in verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that we might become the father uh, of many nations as according uh, that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Look at verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was what? But was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So now he's about 100 years old, and God's going to give him a son. And Sarah hears the conversation between Abraham, her husband, and the Lord, that she's going to have a baby, and she laughs. She laughs. She's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm 90 years old here. Uh, I have already passed the ability to give birth a long time ago. And, uh, but, you know, if you read Hebrews 11, you can see that uh, Sarah exercised faith that believed that God would give her strength to have that baby. You don't see a whole lot of 90-year-old women giving birth. Can I get a witness there? But how does she do that? By faith. By faith. Now, now watch this. Go to Hebrews 11 really fast. I, I'm sorry. I, I just, it's too much. I just got too much. Uh, look at Hebrews 11. But I'll, I'll get my point across and it'll help us, okay? Look at Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11. And, and look with me at verse 8, okay? Now let's pause. Let's just stop because I'm, I'm losing. What am I preaching about? What, what, where, where am I headed with all this, okay? I'm talking about a great example of faith. And we know, according to Romans chapter 4, verse 23, that the Bible specifically says this is recorded about Abraham for, for us. That he set a great example of faith in God. And you and I can learn some lessons, okay? We can learn that can help us in 2023, okay? Now, let's just take another step. Look at Hebrews 11 and look at verse 8. By faith, Abraham... 
When he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed, he went out not knowing where he went. So, so by faith, Abraham, watch this, responded to God's call to do God's will. God, God called him to, uh, to leave his home, his family, and, and Abraham responded to God's call and, and to God's will, and he left, not even know where he was headed. Now, some people would call that foolish. Some people say that is foolish. I mean, I, I could just hear his family say, where are you going? I don't know. Uh, you got your wife packing up and you're putting your family in danger? You, 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 this is nonsense. Uh, you, you're leaving. You don't even know where you're going. Come on, man. Get a, get a life. You know what? When I exercise faith, it may look foolish to you. When you exercise faith, it may look foolish to me. But Abraham left not knowing where he was even going, but he had faith in God. Do you see that? Now, let's just keep reading. Now, i got to hurry. Hebrews 11, we're, we're still there maybe. If you left, come back. Look at Hebrews 11. Look at verse 17. By faith, Abraham. Are, are, you, are you starting to see how much the Bible talks about Abraham and his faith? I, I'm just giving you some of it. It's, We'd be here for several hours if I just dug the way I would like to. But look at verse 17. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said uh, that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which also he received him in a fear. So here's another exercise of faith. Abraham exercised faith and got saved. He, he believed God would give him a child. His wife would give birth at the age of 90. Now God tells him to go offer up. He leaves his home and uh, not even know where he's going. And, and now he's going to offer up his son Isaac. And he has such strong faith in God that God gave him a promise that through Isaac, his seed, all the world would be blessed. And Abraham, if I go offer him up for a sacrifice, undoubtedly God is going to raise him from the dead because a dead boy can't give seed. That's, if that ain't strong faith, then I'm, I'm missing what strong faith is. Okay, yeah, Abraham had his shortcomings, but I tell you one thing, he had some strong faith in God. So... Can I give a New Testament example and then we're going to connect the dots and I probably won't get to my, even my second point. I may just kind of whet your appetite. Go, go to Luke chapter 7. Go to Luke 7. So what are we talking about? We're talking about Abraham is a great example of faith in God. And a lot of us, me, I'm talking about me, uh, fall short in the area of faith. Jesus said to the disciples, how is it that you have no faith? Then he said, one, how is you, uh, he said, oh, thou of little faith. In Luke 7, Jesus is going to talk about a man uh, who was a, a Roman centurion who had great faith, okay? And it says here, then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, a centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in what? Word. Say in word, and my servant shall be what? If you look down at verse 9, Jesus concludes this. I have saying to you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Still with me so far? 
what was the what was the key to Abraham's having great faith? Okay, that's that's what we want to learn. Okay, that's the lesson. Go back to Romans. The Bible tells us. Go back to Romans, uh, chapter number uh, uh, chapter number four. Back to Romans chapter four. The Bible shows us. Where did Abraham get this great faith from? Okay, how, how did he have such great faith in God? Look at Romans chapter four. It's kind of where we started there with the message. And you already know it, but I just want you to see it. Others don't know it. Look at Romans 4, verse 21. And being fully persuaded, Abraham was fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to what? Abraham's faith lied and God would do what he said he would do. That's how you get the assurance of your salvation. How do we know we're saved? Because we believe God will do what he said he would do. He either is going to do what he said he would do or he's not going to do. Right? Abraham's faith rested that when God said something, he would keep his word. Matter of fact, the Bible says it this way. It is impossible for God to lie. And so Abraham knew that when God said it, it's a done deal. It's a done. It is done because, my friend, it is impossible for God not to keep his word. Whatever God promises, he's able to do. If God says, I'm going to give you a son, hey, whether you're 100 or 200, I'm talking about what God can do. He can do it. He can do it. Let me, here's my, a quote from me. Abraham's faith was rooted in God would do what he said and God could do what he said. He, he believed that God would do it. He believed God could do it. And that's where his faith lied. Rest. When I was praying about quitting my job, okay, I've told this story many times. It's just a good illustration. And I said to Brother Fred, if God will give me something from his word, then I'll quit my job. I was reading Matthew 6, came to verse 19. Uh, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust with corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. My heart began to pound harder. My palms became sweaty. As I continue to read that chapter, when I got to verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If you read that, those verses I did for time's sake, that God is talking about, hey, if he can take care of the, the lilies of the field, he can take care of you. Yeah. I knew in my heart I had a word from God. I said, God, take care of me. My foreman got in, I looked at him, gave him my two-week notice. My faith was resting in what God said to me in Matthew 6. People will live their whole Christian life and never experience that. They'll never experience that. They'll live their whole Christian life. and They they never learn uh, to rest their faith in what God says. I, I could go all night with these verses that, and we know that all things work together for good. When tragedy comes in our life, we have to rest in what God says. Can I give you one more example? I, I won't finish it, but I can at least give it to you. So Abraham is a great example of faith. And you and I can have faith because we got just as much as God's word as Abraham did. It's right here. You believe that? 
let me give you another great example, okay? Another great example, not of faith, but in another area. Uh, go, to, uh, uh, go to James chapter 5, the book of James chapter 5. The book of James chapter 5, okay? Y'all want to get out early or y'all like to stay late? Okay. You don't got to go to work in the morning, Brother Michael. Okay, these other folks do. I, uh, I'm just taking on you. Look in James chapter number 5. James 5. I'll do what the Lord says, okay? Uh, look in James chapter 5. Look in James chapter 5. Y'all still with me so far? You, you're going to like this. You're going to want to hear it. You're going to be interested. I'm telling Abraham was a great example of faith, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, skip some. I had two others between this one, but I just know our church is just a lot of people going through it. Brother Benny, pray for him. He's going Friday to have that second part of that procedure done. Miscale's been having a rough time. May have to have surgery on her foot. Boy, that's probably the last thing she needs, okay? Just, just a lot of our, Miss April, we could go all night just from each, just each section of just troubles and problems and suffering and a hundred different ways. But look at this, James chapter 5. Watch this. You're going you're gonna to like this. Look in James 5 verse 10. Take my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for and what? An example of what? Of suffering affliction in a patient. Now, I'm not going to deal with the prophets right now, okay? But, but number one, when you read the Old Testament, there's a lot of great prophets that are great examples of suffering affliction. Jeremiah is one of those. Jeremiah suffered greatly as a prophet. He was considered a traitor. He was put in prison. He was slapped upon. I mean, he really was persecuted among his own family, you could say. Okay? So when, when you read the Old Testament, and we just, those things are there. Those, you know, Jeremiah, Isaiah, a lot of these, these proverbs are there for an example, many of them, about how to deal with suffering. You with me? But the Holy Spirit is fixing to grab somebody and say, let me give you this one for an example. The Holy Ghost is fixing to do that. Okay, watch this. Look at verse, uh, verse number uh, 11. Behold, we count them happy, which what? Endure. Ye have heard of the patience of who? Job. And have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Now, in verse 10, he just said prophets. He didn't list any. But, I mean, we kind of know who they are, right? But then the next verse, he said, let me give you a good example of somebody suffering. And then he throws the name out, Job. Because when we hear the name Job, we instantly understand. Now, that man suffered. Okay? So, you want to talk about faith? Abraham's a great example of faith. Yes, sir. You're talking about suffering and patience. Yes, sir. Abraham's a great example. Look at it again. The Bible says there in verse number uh, 10, that uh, take uh, my brother, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering and affliction. See that? In a patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure, you have heard of the patience of Job. There, there's so much here, okay? Let, let me, can I give you just three quick thoughts about, about Job's suffering? And it's going to get better, okay? It's going to get better. Job was unaware of the conversation between God and the devil. 
When we read the book of Job, you need to understand, and we know he buried 10 kids. He lost all of his wealth. His health failed him. His wife basically says commit suicide, curse God and die. And uh, I mean everything. And his friends said, nobody suffers like this other than the wicked. What did you do to make God so mad? You know, isn't that kind of how we think when things go bad is what did I do? Job was unaware of God and Satan's conversation. The conversation was just simply, where you been up to? I've been walking to and fro on the earth. Hey, have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him in all the earth. Job was, he was clueless of that. As far as I know, he probably never knew that conversation happened. Could there be one a conversation between the devil and God about you? About me? I would doubt I, I would be probably even brought up, but... You know, I'm definitely not going to be brought up and say there's none like him in all the earth. But that's what God said about Job. Job suffered even though he was a great man. Job suffered even though he was doing right. God said that, you know, he was perfect, upright, assured evil. There was none like him in all the earth. And Job still suffered. Boy, when it comes to an example of suffering, Job is the man. Yes, sir. Now, you understand when I say that, nobody trumps Jesus when it comes to suffering. And we'll look at that. You're going to see Jesus as an element of all of it. Nobody set a greater example than Jesus Christ. He's the ultimate pattern. And that's what the word example means, okay? I never even gave that to you. It's a pattern or a copy or a model. So if you want a, if you want a copy or, or a, a model or a pattern to go by for faith, man, you're going to look at Abraham. Yes, sir. If you want a model to study that when it comes to suffering, look at Job. Yes, sir. And so I think I'm going to stop there because I got some lessons from Job's suffering. And then I got some insights that's going to surprise you a little bit. Some insights from Job's suffering. Okay? Everybody all right? Heads bowed, eyes are closed. We'll stop there. I got, I got lots of good stuff here. Thank you for listening to tonight's service. We hope you join us the next time. We hold services every Sunday morning at 11 a.m., every Sunday evening at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We also hold Sunday school at 9.45 a.m. May the peace of God be with you until next time. God bless. Amen and amen.